to Trennis Magnus, Jab's Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and what I feel like doing right now is venting my spleen a little bit because word broke in the last couple of days that the uh, 20th Century Fox, or whatever they call themselves this week, merger with Disney, is, well, it's going ahead, right? It's been approved, so unless something really unexpected happens this is it you know uh basically all of uh, fox's various eh, catalog of titles those things will become the property of disney and the thing that everyone keeps talking about in all of this is how happy they are that the x-men are coming to the mcu and let me just tell you about how fucking happy i am that the x-men are joining the mcu as some of you may remember, that doesn't exactly work for me, right? And the reason that doesn't work for me is because I'm just not really much into what the MCU is up to these days. And in fact, when I really start thinking back on it, the only thing about the MCU that really works for me is phase one. And once you get past that, honestly, guys, I could take or leave most of the MCU, you know? So there's that. And then there's goings-on with the DCEU, or what's left of it. There's just not much going on with the DCEU right now that seems all that promising, right? Now, yeah, 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 the Shazam trailer or Captain Marvel or whatever, yeah, fine. You know, that looks kind of interesting, whatever, but, you know, it's... Honestly, guys, you know, the fucking fans have just made the DCEU just such an just such a pain in the pain to have to deal with that part of me actually kind of wants all DC films to be t just taken out back and shot, alright uh, because honestly a lot of these fans and fans, I mean I'm, I'm kind of using quotation marks whenever I say that, right, fans they don't fucking deserve it, you know uh, they don't deserve anything, you know, I think they should all just be fucking deprived for the rest of their miserable fucking lives, that's just the way I feel about it, so at this point Considering, you know, the state of things with the Amazing Spider-Man franchise at uh, Sony, it's canceled. So, you know, one of the few superhero properties that I was kind of invested in, yep, that's gone. 
And like I say, DCEU is gone. MCU, like I say, I can take or leave. Don't really care much about it these days. That really just leaves one player on the field. The X-Men, right? And I did a, an episode uh, of Trennis Magnus Jab's reality about, you know, the various and sundry X-Men movies that have come out over the years. And so I don't really want to rehash that too much, except to say that, <clears throat> you know, uh, when I embarked upon that X-Men movie viewing project, guys, I actually had a lot of fun. Now, look, I'm not going to bullshit you, just like I said in that episode of Trennis Magnus Jab's reality. Not every single one of these X-Men or X-Men related movies is gold. OK, I'll be the first to admit that. But as a kind of general thing, I'm, you know, not, not bad, you know, and the first class franchise or sub franchise or reboot or retcon or whatever the fuck that is also not bad, you know? And so word reaches my ears that there's going to be a dark Phoenix movie on the horizon, right? Like a real dark Phoenix movie, right? And like I say, I mean, I, I kind of like where the X-Men have been going lately on film. And so, this is one of the few franchises that was going that, you know, I could kind of hang my hat on a little bit. I kind of like where the X-Men are headed, you know? And, <laughs> and right now, there's a lot of speculation about what will or will not happen, you know, goings-on with X-Men Dark Phoenix, and especially with the New Mutants. Some people think that the movies are going to be released as scheduled, and then that'll be that. Not very many people think that, but some people do think that. Other people think that, you know, well, maybe what needs to happen is there needs to be like a shit ton of, of reshoots on all of these different movies, and then they can come out. Uh, you, you can find a few people who think that way, but it seems like a, a bunch of people and a growing number of people are starting to think that, you know what, now that this deal with Disney is pretty much complete, the the very probable outcome here in all of this is that X-Men Dark Phoenix and the New Mutant movies, both of those things are basically just going to be thrown away. You know? Uh, put it down to bad luck. Those movies are just never going to see the light of day, they're never going to be released, and that is gonna be the end of it, presumably. Uh, I, I mean, I say presumably. I mean, my, my just kind of like my gut suspicion here is that Disney isn't buying out Fox for no reason. I mean, this is like a, a billion dollar or multi-billion dollar merger. You don't do that just because it's Tuesday and you feel like buying a, one of the few major studios. You do this with an agenda. And I'm not saying that Disney, the only reason that they're buying Fox is simply to, in effect, buy back the rights to uh, uh, to the X-Men, the X-Men movie rights. That's I'm not saying that's the only thing that they have on their minds. That's, the, that's their only agenda. Because, um, to my understanding, Fox, ha they, they own the... Uh, distribution rights to the uh, original Star Wars trilogy, to the, at the very least to the original trilogy, but maybe to the prequels as well. And it may be for a finite number of years, or it could be in perpetuity. I don't know. But Lucasfilm is another Disney property. And so we've already arrived at two separate reasons that maybe 
just maybe Disney might want to go ahead and, and, and buy Fox, right? Two very good reasons for doing so at this point, right? And so, anyway. So, how likely, and this, and this seems to be where a lot of people are, this is where a lot of people think things are going, right? Basically, how likely is it that Disney is, they're basically going to reboot the X-Men and then incorporate them into the MCU. And as I say, I don't think I care to see that. Guys, I really don't, you know? I mean, I liked the old franchise. I liked where things were going. I kind of liked the history of it. I liked the fact that we kind of already had, if you want to call it kind of like a soft reboot, well, we, we had one of those, you know, with the coming of maybe not so much the entire first-class kind of sub-franchise, but at, at the very least, Days of Future Past makes it pretty clear that shit's changed. And I think it becomes even more apparent that a lot of shit's changed with X-Men Apocalypse, right? So, I don't know. It's, uh... This just is not... not what I want, you know? This is, you know, a reboot of something that's been, you know, retconned or soft rebooted or however you want to look at it. Something that's already been kind of tweaked fairly recently already anyway. Now we're, we stand a very realistic, again, some would say probable chance of this thing just being full stop, scorched earth, page one fucking rebooted. This is not completely rhetorical, guys. When I say I want you to write to me and let me know, I fucking want you to write to me and let me know. Like, if the sound of that is music to your ears, okay, the prospect of... The X-Men, number one, being completely rebooted, and number two, becoming integrated into the MCU. If that sounds like a dream come true for you, email me. Let me know. I want to hear about it, you know? Send your email to trentusmagnus at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S at gmail.com. I want to hear about that, you know? Because, I mean... You know, guys, if what you're thinking right now is that I'm the only one in the room who feels this way, trust me, got the memo, right? I'm very well aware of the fact that I'm the only one who doesn't see this as a necessarily positive development. Prosecution's Exhibit A, by the way, for that, is, was, and will always be Star Wars, you know? There was a time, it didn't last very long, but, you know, there was a time when, you know, like the idea of, you know, yeah, we're getting episode seven, you know, we're getting the gang back together. It's going to be Han, Luke, and Leia, and they're going to be zooming around on the Millennium Falcon, and, you know, Chewie's going to be there, and you got Lando, and it's going to be just so fucking cool, and all this all this fun stuff is going to happen, and it's going to be great, right? And it became apparent in very short order that that's not what we're going to be getting with episode seven, which honestly, you know, just like by itself was disappointing enough, you know, just... Yeah, this thing that you're thinking about right now, yeah, we're not doing that, you know? Disappointing enough all by itself, right? The episode 7 that we actually got somehow was like rubbing salt into the wounds, right? So, you know, it's like 
Disney kind of fucked me on Star Wars, kind of going like two different ways here, which I wouldn't have thought was possible, but hey, don't put anything past the House of Mouse, I guess. So, you know, there's that. And now, like I say, there's a very good chance that the X-Men, like I say, number one, are going to be rebooted. And number two, incorporated into the MCU. Now, we know for a fact that they're going to be incorporated into the MCU. Doesn't seem like anybody's disputing that. The only question on the table appears to be, will they or will they not be rebooted? In other words, the X-Men that we see in whatever MCU universe movie that they happen to pop up in, will they be recognizably the X-Men whose movies that we've we've been watching lately? Or will this be a bunch of new people who... In, for all practical purposes, have to be completely reintroduced because this is a reboot. You know, is that what we're getting? I don't know. And, I don't know, I mean, if like, if there's, if there's a perfect summary of where I'm at right now as a fan, you look no further. You know, that, that, I mean, because that's pretty much it for me. You know, the last remaining superhero movie franchise that was going on that I had any kind of attachment to whatsoever is being merged with something that I couldn't care less about. That's basically what it comes down to, right? And, you know, partly, like I say, it's just it, it's just kind of preference on my part, all right? I'm willing to admit that. I liked the movies as they were, and where things are going and how things are shaping up, I just think that looks more interesting to me. It does. And then I guess there's also the issue of... See, I don't... When any... When it, like, any time, like, the word disenfranchisement comes up in the, in, in the context of you know, fandom and all of that stuff. Honestly, the first thing that I think about is the Michael Bailey and Scott Gardner era of Back to the Bends when they were disenfranchised from the modern comic book universe and so they ply the time stream, etc., etc. You know, that's kind of their thing. And so, it, like, to me, that may as well be like a registered trademark of theirs not to be fucked with by others. And yet here we are. But... Anyway, so I'm, I'm basically what I'm trying to do here is find a way of saying that, or rather find a way of not saying disenfranchised, but that's kind of where, where I'm coming from right now, you know, just like, you know, as, as a fan, something that I liked, I liked it just the way it was, no need to fuck with it, it was just churning right along at exactly the way, well, maybe not exactly the way, but it was an enjoyable thing to me, is the point, something that that I liked just the way it was. It was going along just fine. Didn't need to be messed with. Now it's being messed with. You know? And so, you know, there's that. All right? But the other thing is, you know, guys, I realize this might be fanboy heresy to some of you. But one of the central... Eh... I don't know, tropes of the X-Men, or a, like a central element of the X-Men, is that basically they're sworn to protect a world that fears and hates them right? And the reason the world fears and hates them is because they were born different. Which is to say they were born with uh, superpowers, right? Now, 
you can attach a lot of different uh, political ideologies, or maybe not ideologies, but there are political viewpoints and interpretations that you can associate with that, which Stan Lee assures us was completely intentional, but I don't fucking buy for one minute. But not the point. The point is, you know, you can, you can attach a lot of different uh, political arguments, let's say, uh, to the concept of a group of people who are born different from everyone else and are feared and hated by the world around them for that very reason, right? We can all think of a bunch of ex uh, a bunch of examples of that sort of thing from our very own real world, and so basically offers a, I guess, an entry point of interpretation for this material and whatever. But whether you choose to view the, I guess, like the concept of mutants as some kind of an allegory or not. The simple fact of the matter is the X-Men, and again, I know this could be fanboy heresy on my part, but the X-Men existing as a feared and hated minority in their world doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me in the wider context of the Marvel Universe, right? Because what we're talking about here, and admittedly that, uh, you know, you could say that Civil War and uh, was kind of... I guess maybe a uh, follow-up or a counterpoint or a rebuttal or whatever. But as I say, you know, you're basically talking about a Marvel universe that is apparently totally okay with the idea of a literal god of thunder living among them. This does not cause problems for them on any kind of psychological or, or whatever level. No problem at all. Let's welcome the Norse god of thunder. Okay, fine. These people are similarly not really all that bothered by the idea of this sort of 1940s relic who's been souped up with super soldier serum, running around in their midst, fighting crime and the Red Skull and all that stuff. Hey, plenty of room for him too. No problem. This same Marvel Universe is totally okay with Linda Danvers having been, in effect, basically affected by an alien and developing superpowers. This too, not a problem. They don't mind supernatural types of characters, such as Doctor Strange, running around and casting all kinds of whoozy what's-us all over the place. This is not a problem. Welcome, Doctor Strange. The same Marvel Universe doesn't mind um, characters who have been in some way or another affected, one might say mutated, by radiation in different forms, such as the Fantastic Four, or Spider-Man, or whoever. Plenty of room for them as well. But where the, the people of the, Ma, uh, of the Marvel Universe draw the line is with mutants. They don't mind if you're born different and you're a god. They don't mind if you become different because you drank some super soldier serum. They don't mind if you became different because you were somehow affected by alien meteorites or radiation or god knows what else. These things are not troublesome concepts to the people who inhabit the Marvel Universe, but 
If somebody is born with a superpower, then oh my god, now that person needs to be burned at the fucking stake. I mean, you want to talk about a pariah. This is the ultimate other. I can, I, I can accept Spider-Man. I can accept uh, Ms. Marvel. I can accept Iron Man. Doctor Strange, Captain America, I can accept all those assholes, but man, the fact that Wolverine will heal from anything that you do to him, any damage that you inflict upon him, look, if he came about that condition by virtue of the fact that he was exposed to some kind of radiation, I could accept that. I cannot accept, however, that he was born that way. It's just, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It has never made sense to me. You know, and, and again, I understand that a lot of people associate a political uh, or a, a variety of different political allegories with that. And so maybe like the more like nitty gritty mundane aspects of what this means in terms of world building, maybe it just doesn't bother them. Guys, bugs the shit out of me. And so like the idea of introducing the X-Men, who I think work really well in their own kind of hermetically sealed universe where they are the only exceptional figures running around, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I think they work great in that kind of milieu. But you, you, you put them in the same universe as Spider-Man, which is, in effect, an MCU character at this point. You put them in the, in the same universe as Spider-Man, as Doctor Strange, as the Hulk, etc. You know, it's... I, 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 I don't get that. Okay? That, that just does not make sense to me. That isn't scan. I don't... And look, I'll be the first to admit, you know what, look, maybe maybe I'm just making too big a deal out of this, okay? Maybe I'm just thinking about this a little bit too much. Dude, it's just a comic book. I get that, all right? But it's just like, this is one of the central premises upon which the X-Men is founded. And so to me, it makes the most sense to put them in a fictional setting which can support that type of approach to the material, right? And whether you love the existing X-Men movies or whether you hate them, the very least you have to give them is that the world that they inhabit, it is uniquely suited to freak out over the idea of the fact that mutants exist. They're real, and they walk among us, okay? If you put them in, in the context of like a wider superhero shared universe, to me the whole thing just kind of falls, falls apart, you know? So, anyway. And again, I know I may be the lone voice in the wilderness on that one. That's just where I'm coming from. So, anyway. Now, just to... I guess basically just to keep this this uh, episode of Trinus Magnus jump, uh, uh, Jab's reality from being, I don't know, just spitting too much venom here, I actually want to read some feedback. Now... In fairness to everybody, normally this is feedback that you'd have to wait a while in order to hear because it's actually pretty recent. But, you know, guys, let's be realistic here. I mean, I'm going to be going on hiatus soon, and I have no idea when I'm coming back to podcasting. So it may be a very long time before I finally make my way through all of this feedback and stuff that I've got. So may as well dive into some of the more interesting stuff right now. So... <clears throat> The first email, actually, I guess really the only email that I want to go that I want to go through here. This comes from this was sent on July the 24th, 2018, so relatively recently. Was sent in by uh, Dave Mitchell, 
Subject line says, Hail most, ac- most excellent Magnus. Dave writes, <clears throat> Hey Magnus, long time listener, longer time friend, acquaintance, first time maybe emailer here. And I'm going to put this email on pause, like kind of from the jump here and just clarify on something. Um, guys, uh, just kind of full disclosure here. I know Dave Mitchell. He and I, uh, we are like face-to-face associates. I mean, like we know, or knew anyway, each other in a meat space, as the kids today call it. And um, I, look, there's... Honestly, there's an entire world of bullshit that goes into how he and I ever first met. But maybe a, a, a decent sort of summary of Dave, or at least my my perceptions of Dave and just, you know, who he is as a guy is that he was what I wanted to be at one point. So, anyway, maybe that's as far into that as we need to go. Uh, Dave writes, I just wanted to drop a note and say thank you for all the hard work you've put into Trennis Magnus Puncher's reality over the last several years. I can still remember where I was when I listened to your very first episode, and I've been along for the ride ever since. Admittedly, some of your runs of episodes haven't been my bag, but hey, it's your podcast, who cares what I think? I'm going to put your email on pause here, Dave, and say that, you know, bro, uh, Any podcast, or at least any comic book, or for that matter, maybe just any podcast, but uh, for sure, any uh, geek podcast, comic book podcast, whatever you want to call it, that goes on for any length of time whatsoever, sooner or later, sooner, I think, the host is going to get into stuff that you're just not really into as much, you know, and that's just the way of things. Simple fact of the matter is that not everybody in all of geekdom finds the same stuff interesting that I find interesting. By way of example, I'm the only one in the room, well, I shouldn't say the only one, but I'm one of the few people in the room who kind of got a kick out of that uh, Myers-Briggs stuff and like that personality index that I talked about in a couple of episodes of Trinus Magnus Jabs Reality. Those episodes were... Like, if download numbers be our guide, they were well-received, or at least there was some amount of interest in them, but they didn't really generate a whole lot of feedback. You know? Which, that's not good, and that's not bad, it's just true. That, that's what happened. Right? And, let me think, what's another one? Um, well, okay, here's, uh, I've been going through, like, this epic, epic, epic Batman mega series lately called The Caped Crusades, and, uh, Dave, Batman is one of the most popular characters in comicdom, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that, but the fact remains that, you know, Batman, or at least that many episodes about Batman, won't necessarily be for everybody, all right? And I, I, it's like I kind of know this going in, right? Or maybe, maybe better yet, uh, when I did the big book report with Chris Honeywell, and then the sequel, kind of like follow-up series, weird stuff, um... Those touched upon a lot of, shall we say, alternative topics, right? Conspiracy theories, UFOs, uh, let me think, we talked about uh, just kind of obscure and not generally well-known 
aspects and elements of history. We've talked about, we, or at least we've sort of touched upon some kind of generally kind of vaguely political stuff at times, you know, and we're talking about like niche of niche of niche type of content here. You know what I mean? And so all of this is a long way of saying that, you know, it's kind of inevitable that there's going to be stuff that I put out that, let's face it, your interests and your aptitudes and everything that makes Dave Mitchell, Dave Mitchell kind of means, you know, Magnus, you know, you're my guy and everything, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling this particular episode over here or these episodes over there, you know, I mean, so it, you know, it, it's all right, you know, like one of my, and I'm, I'm not, it sounds a little self-serving to say it, but honestly, okay, this is truth, hand on heart. One of my favorite podcasts of all time really is Two True Freaks. I'm not just saying that because I happen to be on their network. The show itself is actually really, really good. But the fact is, Dave, they did a lot of episodes that just kind of left me cold. I mean, look, I love Comics Monthly Monday, all right? You can't hold me back. When there's a new one of those that, that comes out, I am so there right or or here's another one um star trek monthly monday now dave you and i never talked about this but you know not very long before you and i met star trek monthly monday was actually this was one of the few one of the few things that was keeping me going at one point you know i mean life sucked okay like nothing was going my way nothing at all right uh, there was job stuff that was going on. There was personal stuff that was going on. There's, Dave, things that you and I have talked about just between each other in private messages. You know, those things were going on. And by the way, I would appreciate it if you would just kind of keep those things to yourself, if you would. Um, you know, all of this stuff and more, you know, those things were going on. And there just wasn't very much in life that was just breaking my way, man. But damn it, I, you know... I, once a month, there would be a new episode of Star Trek Monthly Monday, and at least I had this. You know? Maybe I hated my boss. Maybe my boss hated me. Maybe he and I would just have these long and not at all civilized conversations where we would just shout at each other every day, day in and day out, all kinds of abuse and invective and whatnot. You know what? Yeah, look, that was day-to-day -day reality at one point, man. But you know what? When this is all over, I get to download the new episode of Star Trek Monthly Monday, and you know what? Everything's okay. You know? It's all cool after that. So, what was my point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so one of my favorite podcasts ever, right? Two True Freaks. I love Comics Monthly Monday. I love uh, Star Trek Monthly Monday. But that doesn't mean that every single episode of Two True Freaks has necessarily been my brand of bourbon. You know, that just, I love those guys. They're, I do consider them to be friends of mine. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree on some things. I won't say what, but there are certain episodes they released that I'm, it's like, it just didn't, didn't grab me, I guess. I don't know. So this is all a, an unnecessarily long way of saying no offense taken. So anyway. Getting back into Dave's email, though, he writes, That said, I have faithfully listened to every single Smallville episode. 
That's my Trennis Magnus Punches Reality jam right there. I'm a bit bummed that you're hanging up the spurs when that run is over, but I totally understand it. Life moves on and brings new adventures and responsibilities. I'll be right there with you, faithfully downloading and listening to the end. And Dave, I'm going to put this email on pause and say, look, there was a lot of shit that was going on, all right, uh, the day that I received this email from you. Not one of my better days, all right? I was in this incredible amount of pain. I didn't really gripe too much about it on, on Facebook because, because why, you know? But basically, I had this, this really intense uh, series of chest pains that were going on, and I and I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, is this it? I mean, am, am I going to, like, die or something? Am I having a heart attack? And it became pretty clear, no, this is not a heart attack. So, anyway, and, you know, there was just a lot of panic about that, you know. Um, you know, what exactly is going on? Where the hell are these chest pains coming from? Because, look, if your pinky hurts, well, your pinky hurts. You'll live. Or you're walking with a limp. Okay, well, you know what? I guess maybe, maybe like you strained your calf muscle or something like that. Walk it off, you know. But dude, you you get you get chest pains. That ain't good. Or at least it might not necessarily. I mean, there's no there there's no situation where that can possibly be good. But there are a couple of situations where you know what that might actually be fucking fatal and stuff. So, yeah, you need to get that checked out. So, all of that stuff was on my mind uh, when when uh, your email came through, or at least when I read your email, and you know, it did, it, it kind of reminded me of, in a weird kind of way, like how Trennis Magnus Punches Reality ever started in the first place, right? Which, for the, those of you who don't know, or have forgotten, or whatever, basically, the AC died in in my condo, and it died as it's most likely to do in July. This is Texas. It was a crazy hot fucking summer in 2013. And I was starting to go a little bit stir crazy. Somebody came over to my house uh, from ARS, this uh, repair guy. And like, dude bowed up to me in my house. This is my house. And guy goes into his freaking kung fu stance or whatever that was. And you know, and for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert, no, I did not fight the guy because, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not 32 years old anymore, but I was 32 at the time that this incident happened. It's like, guys, I am, I'm way too old for childish stupidity like this. I'm not going to fight somebody, but I will pick them up and throw them out my front door, which is what I did. So anyway... And so it was like after that, I came upstairs, and I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. It's like my heart is pounding, and I can barely uh, contain my fury that somebody's going to come to my house and pick a fight. Like, who, like, who do you think you are, dude? And anyway, so, you know, like all that was going on, and it's like if I were to die, like right now, all of the different things that I have to say about various aspects of fandom, they're going with me. And no one will ever know. And I realized, maybe, just maybe, what I need to do is start a podcast. And so I hate to say it, but throwing some irate AC repairman out my front door, like bodily out my front door, in a weird kind of way, 
you know, like happening as it did in the middle of July, in a weird kind of way, that sort of was the beginning of Trinus Magnus Punch's reality. So getting this really positive and really kind and, you know, warm and affirming uh, email from Dave, also in July, it's like, wow, so is this what it, what it feels like to come full circle on something? I don't know. Makes you wonder, though. <sighs> anyway, but... Anyway, it, it, so Dave, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, you know, thank you very much. I really do appreciate you <clears throat> writing that part in particular because, you know... I get a lot of feedback on the show, but, you know, the type of show that I do... And this is just kind of a reflection of my personality. You know, um... I mentioned Myers-Briggs just a minute ago. My type is INTJ. We're not exactly known for, you know, expressing our emotions, you know, and stuff like that and getting all emotional about stuff. You know, so, you know, reading this, it really was very touching. And at a moment when I was already kind of furious about the chest pains and what this could all mean anyway, I get this... I just get this really, you know, just kind email from you. And, you know, thank you, Dave. I... I if there was no other part of the email, you know, that part really did mean a lot. I, I really do appreciate you writing that. But we're not done yet. Uh, Dave goes on to say, All that said, I'm seriously thrilled that you and Stacy are getting hitched, and I wish and pray nothing but the very best of joy and flourishing for you both. I'm glad to have known you both in the real world, quote unquote, and hope to see you around sometime. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, oh, sorry. Boy. I really screwed that up. Let's try that again. Take two. That's all. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. You do great work, and you're a good dude. I appreciate it. Signed, Dave Mitchell. And Dave, thank you. All right? Thank you for listening. And, you know, for that time, and I I know it didn't really last all that long in the grand scheme of things, but for that time when you and I did know each other and did see each other around a fair amount, Thank you for being my friend. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, so uh, so that's that's one of the things I wanted to go wanted to go through here. Now I'm gonna try I'm gonna risk opening up my internet browser here, and I'm gonna see if I can do this without crashing everything. I mean I I don't know. I mean this is it's always risky to do this whenever you're whenever you're uh, podcasting because whenever you've got audacity going and you've got all this other stuff that's going on now you're opening your browser on top of that there's a sense in which you know what you might you might be playing with fire there a little bit but it's worth it to do because i got a uh, private message um a little while back from a, a facebook friend of mine and basically uh I, I need to give just a tiny little bit of a, of a disclaimer here. My rule is that if you send something to me at my Gmail address, unless you say otherwise, I'm going to assume that what you want is for your email to be read on mic. So if you send me something at trentusmagnus at gmail.com, that's T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S at gmail.com. If you don't want that to be read on mic, yeah, better put a little note in there saying so, otherwise it's going to get read on mic sooner or later. I'm guessing later. But anyway, as it goes for private messages on Facebook, though, 
Those I don't necessarily assume are meant for public consumption, but I did get one from somebody, and so I, I did want to actually take the time to go through this. And this actually came through on July the 20th, 2018. This was sent in by a Facebook friend of mine and listener to the show. His name is uh, Ramon Francisco Hurado. So, uh, Ramon, um, I really hope I'm getting your I hope I'm getting your name right here. But my reading of this is that your name is Ramon Francisco Hurado. Now, if I'm wrong on that, again, apologies in advance. But I I would think that's got to be pretty close. So, anyway, e- either way. My apologies if I got it wrong. So, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Ramon writes, he says, Hi, Trentus. I just finished listening to your two episodes about Electric City and Return of the Clue Master. Wow. We must be about the same age. I'm going to put your private message on pause here, just like right out of the gate, like right in mid-sentence, actually, and say, Yeah, uh, Ramon, I think we are, actually. I think I've got... um, Or actually, rather, I think you... You've got six months on me, but for all practical purposes, yes, we basically were the same age. So, yeah, pretty close. Anyway, so anyway, uh, getting back into Ramon's PM here, he says, "We, We must be about the same age because I identified with so much of what you said. As a kid, I remember poring over those issues over and over again, blown away by Dixon and Lyle. I haven't unboxed them in way over a decade, but listening to you, I could see the pages in the panels in my mind's eye. And to top it all, you mentioned the comic scene issue that debuted the designs of the Bat, uh, of Batman the Animated Series. I'm going to put his uh, put his PM on pause here and just say, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Ramon, you know, I saw like I look back at that like I did a Google image search for the cover of that comic scene, uh, that issue of comic scene. And, uh, let me think, I tried looking around for CDRs of it, you know, scans and all that stuff. Couldn't fucking find it. But my original idea when I was kind of figuring out, like, what that episode was going to be about, I was actually, I didn't trust my memory well enough to try to give those, uh, bits of the, uh, Batman the Animated Series article just off the top of my head. You know, I wanted it to be verbatim or not at all, you know? But there were a couple of, like, really choice quotes. Not necessarily quotes from people involved with the show, like interview subjects. But, I mean, like, just, you know, pull quotes from, from the article. That I, I you know, I kind of would have wanted to read on mine, if I could, you know. Couldn't fucking find it, all right? But I want you to know, sir, the only reason that it didn't happen is because I didn't... I, w- I just wasn't able to find it. And God only knows where my copy of... Uh, that issue of comic scene is, I mean, I, pff, I, I, I couldn't even begin to get, I mean, it has to have been at least 25 years since I've seen that thing, right? So <laughs> who's to say, but uh, I, anyway, it's, it was important for me that you know that. And now you know that. So getting back into uh, Ramon's um, uh, PM here, he writes, I had that one too. And I went over it again and again. I'm putting your PM right back on pause, sir. I'm sorry, dude. Me too. I mean, like, this is something that, I mean, I hate to, sa- to sound like an old fart, but I, I, and I know I will when I say it, but, I mean, damn it, dude. It's like, you know, kids today, I don't think that they consume this stuff the same way that you and I did when we were kids. You know, I mean, I get the idea that, you know, if they see something about, 
like uh, an animated movie or a cartoon show or a TV show or, or just fucking whatever it is that they're into, if they see like a little, you know, bit about it on YouTube or something like that, yeah, they'll, they'll check it out. But I get the idea that, you know, they're not necessarily like emotionally invested in that stuff like the same way that you and I were. Because, I mean, dude, you would study this stuff. I mean, it's like, wow, what what is this series going to be like, you know? Because at that time, all anybody knew was that this show looks cool, okay? I think I've said this before. I can't... Maybe it was in the episode that you're talking about. I honestly don't remember. But I know that I've said before that, you know, guys, you need to understand that, like, sometimes it's easy to forget about the context in which this stuff comes out. But what everybody was expecting from Batman the Animated uh, Series whenever it first was getting started, or rather before it actually started, before it was before it came on and everything, what everybody was expected. Nobody had a, had expectations of this thing any higher than Hanna-Barbera as far as, like, the types of stories that are being told, you know? Just this, you know, kind of fun, uh, light, um, not exactly whimsical, but it's not really gritty or serious types of storytelling, you know? That's just not what the series was going to be. That was the assumption, right? Nobody was expecting what we got. What we thought, or at least what I thought we were getting, and was still very excited about, but what I thought we were getting was basically a really cool-looking Hanna-Barbera, or Filmation, or whatever. You know, that's what I thought we were in, what was in store for us, you know? And so, you know, I thought, well, okay, so I, I like, to the degree that I intellectualized this at all, which wasn't much, but, like, to the degree that I intellectualized this thing, you know, I was just, I was basically thinking, okay, so this is going to be Filmation that looks really awesome. So, like, Filmation types of stories with badass, all, like, borderline Fleischer Superman level uh, animation, right? Sign me up, right? Could not wait to see this thing. And then, of course, what we got was not Filmation with really cool visuals, we got Batman the fucking animated series, right? So it's like so much more than I bargained for, you know? But, you know, it, my point was you would study this stuff when it, whenever it came out because no one knew what this was going to be, you know? And so you might get like little glimpses of Batman, like the animated series version of Batman. You, you might get like little glimpses of that here and there when Fox is doing those little promos or commercials or whatever the that they that they were doing but nothing that would give you even like the general flavor of the show right nobody knew what we were getting until the show came on and then and only then did it did it start becoming more apparent you know what what was going on here you know and so but like i say i mean man you would just absorb this stuff you you would you would study it and so i don't know it was God, I, I mean, it's like, was I as up for the game uh, for Batman Returns as I was Batman the Animated Series? I mean, guys, the answer to that might actually be no. I mean, yeah, I wanted to see Batman Returns. You know, I was looking forward to it. You know, I had, in a weird kind of way, I kind of had my summer sort of blocked out around that. You know, Batman Returns, this is going to be great. You know, but it's like, this was something to be checked off the list. You know, I wasn't... 
I wasn't dying in anticipation of seeing Batman Returns, but damn it, man, I wanted to see Batman the Animated Series in the worst way. God, I just want to see this. It can't come on soon enough. I want to, I want to watch them all a thousand times right now. And, ugh, the anticipation of it. Ugh, I, I <laughs> wish I could tell you. So, anyway. Getting back into Ramon's PM, though, because this is supposed to be about him. Uh, let's see. I, I had that one, too. And he's talking, again, about that issue of comic scene. I had that one, too, and, and I went over it again and again. Back then, I wondered how those designs could fit into a serious show, LOL. In those days, it took longer for cartoons to get down here. And for those of you who don't know, I don't know if Ramon wants me to say where he lives, you know, to a, to a bunch of people who are strangers to him. So I'll just say that he does not live in the United States. We'll leave it at that. And if he wants to talk more about it, well, he can talk more about it, but I'm not going to give too much away here. But anyway, uh, suffice it to say, he does not live in the United States. So uh, he says, uh, but, but where was I? Uh, yeah, in those days, it took longer for cartoons to get down here. So for a long while, that comic scene issue was all I had. It's like, oh, geez, Ramon, you're breaking my heart here, man. Like, um, basically what Ramon would go on to say, I, he didn't give me specific permission to read this PM in, or at least I don't think he did. I mean, it's, it's actually kind of up for grabs. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and just assume I don't have permission to read this particular PM. But he says, he, he, he goes on to say it was, it was about a year. Give or take a year, that's how long it took for Batman the Animated Series to reach his area, right? And I read that, it's like, oh my God, man. A year? A year. You know, like, I mean, how would I have reacted if I'd had to wait a year to see Batman the Animated Series? I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm just waiting like the, I guess like the two or three months that I had to wait. That was bad enough. Okay? That was bad enough. But like a year, a year. <laughs> no thank you so anyway really sorry you had to go through it but hey think of it this way we've got the dvds actually we've got we've got them on itunes actually shit what am i saying i mean pretty soon we're gonna have these things in hd but uh yeah so at least we've got them now but man i feel for you so anyway uh ramon uh he wraps up his uh, pm by saying anyhow I just wanted to thank you for a wonderful trip down memory lane. This nostalgia was just what I needed for this rough week. Keep up the great work, or sorry, here I am edi editorializing. What he actually wrote was, keep up the good work, all the best, Ramon. And so, Ramon, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to write this. You know, here again, kind of like what I was talking about, you know, when I was going through, through Dave's email, the last week was just... I'll be honest with you, it was kind of crap for me, too. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of nice to, you know, get stuff like that and say, hey, yeah, so somebody really liked that episode. Yeah, hey, because I didn't really get a whole lot of amen, Preacher Brothers, whenever I was uh, talking about how much I like Tom Lyle's Batman. Now, look, guys, as I've said before, I'm not defending all Tom Lyle art on all comics at all times in the poor guy's career. I'm just saying that his work on Batman is freaking great. You know, I mean, look, if you're looking for like the ultimate Tom Lyle uh, fanboy apologist, 
I am not that guy, but I will defend his Batman work to the hilt. All right, so anyway, so uh, you know the the entire purpose of this helping of Trinus Magnus Jab's reality was, like I say, just kind of vent my spleen a little bit and get some stuff off my chest. And you know what? I'll be damned if I don't actually feel a lot better now. So I don't know. And like the thing is, I mean, when when I start thinking about it, it seems like I've been ranting in a lot of episodes lately. So you know, it's like on the one hand, you know, what you want to think is, yeah, maybe I need to dial that back, but the reaction to the really ranty things that I've done lately has been like way out of proportion positive. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about, but you know, whatever, probably best not to over intellectualize it all that much. So what I'm going to do is just go ahead and wrap things up and uh, just thank all of you, uh, all of you for listening. So that's it for me for now. So bye everybody. I will see you next time. So I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks podcast network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. You can friend me on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. You can email me and my parole officer at trennismagnus at gmail.com. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? Feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Do you have a podcast of your own? If so, why not record a promo for me to play on my show? It's quick, easy, and can help you spread the word about your show. I'm always looking for more promos to play. Keep it fairly short, and yours could be next. My promos can be found at this show's homepage for those interested. Just look for the promos section. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at TwoTrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. 
just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law, some assembly required, batteries not included. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. All models are over the age of 18. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with Demonzacor of Milan, Italy.